0: So, Kelly, we're trying something new this week. New and exciting. Yes. Yeah, so, normally what we do is we sort of have a good talk through the things we're going to talk about ahead of time. But this week, we're just going off a few notes. So, could
1: get crazy. We're just going to wing it. It's going to be crazy. And we apologize in advance if it turns out terribly and to our editor, Aaron. Yes. This might be hard on Aaron, but uh,
0: could be a great episode. So, stay tuned. Live Feisty's If We Were Riding is brought to you by Ask Kicker, Inc., whose boutique line of activewear for women features positive uplifting messages such as Strong is the new skinny and I can, I will, end of story. You can support the podcast get 20% off with the code RIDING at Ass Kicker, Inc., Inc. with a K, If We Were Riding is also proud to be sponsored by Crave Jerky. Crave Jerky is low in fat, a good source of protein, gluten-free, yay, and contains all natural ingredients. You can support the podcast and get 20% off your online orders by using the code RIDING at CraveJerky.com. That is Crave with a K. I'm Kelly O'Mara and I'm Sarah Gross, and you're listening to Live Feisties, If We Were Riding.
1: My time, my time, none
0: of you people can tell me to stop, this time like the last time, you better get ready to race in a top. Titty-
1: Sarah, you're not exactly watching very much of the Olympics, are you?
0: You know, it's one of those things I feel like I should be, but I am super busy right now. I have the launch of livefeisty.com coming up. I'm planning a massive launch party, (laughs) but there's also like a bunch of new announcements. There's a whole bunch of sort of like back end stuff I have to do. And for whatever reason, I turn the Olympics on the TV and it might be there playing in the background, but I don't really see it or take any
1: of it in, unfortunately. I feel like they're going to revoke your Canadian citizenship for this. Like I literally have it on mute in the background right now because the U.S. has to beat Great Britain in a clutch curling match. So there. I know. It used to be easier when I was on the trainer, say,
0: like it's snowing here today, right? So I would normally have a couple hours in the trainer, watch some Olympics. But when I need my brain to do other things, I'm I'm terrible. I just get in the zone and then
1: there I am. But I know you have favorites. Oh, I've been watching so much. So, in the newsletter, I said my favorites were the Japanese, the male Japanese skater, Hanyu. He was so good. Oh my God. So good. And then the Canadian ice dancing team. I'm going to give it to you. They were pretty amazing. Virtue and more. But then I went down a 45 minute like hole on whether or not they're secretly in love with each other. And it turns out that there are conspiracy theorists who think they had a secret baby and are hiding it. But if you look at their short lived Tessa and Scott reality show in Canada, they had a reality show. (laughs) When I say I went down a deep, deep hole, (laughs) it was a deep hole. What was the premise of the show? After Vancouver, it was, the premise was to see their life and follow them. And they really teased it as, are they, aren't they a couple? That was, like, how oh. the, how it got teased.
0: I see. Because, you know, this is, like, yesterday morning on the radio in my car. This was literally the point of conversation. Like, are they or are they not
1: in love? I think now they're going to admit their love to the world and each other. Um, anyway, side point. But that was my favorite. Then today, this is Wednesday, we're recording this this morning... So it was technically like 3 a.m., but I watched it when I woke up. Oh, my God. The women's cross-country sprint relay. The U.S. women have never won a medal in cross-country skiing ever. The U.S. has only won one medal back in the 70s, one guy. And they finally won a medal. And not just any – they won gold as their first medal ever. And it was these two women, uh, Jessie Diggins and Keegan Randall, who have just complete, like – it's important that it was the two of them that won it, because Keegan Randall has like, her five-time Olympian. She was the only U.S. skier. When she started, we didn't even have a cross-country ski program, and she eventually, really? like... I mean, we did, but it was, you know, it was a joke. There's no
0: excuse, you guys. That you have plenty of snow.
1: Like, yeah. yeah, but we just didn't. Anyway, she basically, so when she started, it was pretty much just her, and she, like, reinvented it and became, you know, and then she inspired a new generation, and so this younger girl, Jessie Diggins, actually, like, came into the sport because of her, and then she Brought all these other women with her, and now they're actually really good. They've been really, really close, like at world champion, they've won world championship medals, they've won like fourths and fifths and all this stuff. And so they finally won, and it was the sprint to the finish, and it was like an all-out, like she leaned the other girl. Oh my god. And I was like standing here, like screaming at the TV and crying. You're crying right now, are not you? Oh my god! You? I'm like, I am. Like, they're gonna like replay. They've already replayed it like four times the TV today, and every time I get, and I had to go do my own workouts. <laughs> I was like, I can't. It's so. Oh
0: my god. Oh my gosh, Kay. I know what I'm gonna look up after this.
1: <laughs> anyway, wow. it was
0: really exciting. So that sounds yeah, that's amazing. And Kay, speaking of which, I did notice that I I have watched enough Olympics to notice this, and I've seen a couple articles about it that some of the events are called like the ladies event. And some of them are called the women's. So for example, like alpine skiing, snowboarding and speed skating are like ladies speed skating. But that's weird. I think of like ladies figure skating, but not ladies speed skating. I know, right? Or the snowboarding is like ladies snowboarding. But then like they use the word women for biathlon and ice hockey and luge. It's a strange thing.
1: What do you think? Is there, but I mean, is there a system to it? Is there... I'm assuming there is a style guide. Like, it's not just the announcer randomly saying whatever word they want to say, right? No,
0: there's definitely... So the IOC was asked about this, and they left it in the hands of the individual federations to decide whether they wanted to use ladies or women's. And it's just down to whether that sport had, you know, I guess a tradition of calling something ladies or women's. And so I don't know. Like, I I guess there's been an issue around this because the word lady has that... I don't know, those kind of strange connotations about like social standing and like looking pretty. And and I hear kind of this Victorian propriety, um, whereas women or woman is just like a female person.
1: Yeah, but okay, when I talk to my friends, like if I'm emailing a bunch of, well, I say girls all the time. I, I was about to say it right there. And then I know that's weird and people think it's, but I also usually am like, hey ladies, what are we doing this week? Right. Like that's what I would say to other people.
0: Yeah. The word lady has lady and ladies has definitely been reclaimed. Like when I was reading about this, my daughter's homesick today. So I I asked her like if she knew the difference between a lady and a woman, she's seven. And she was like, you mean Lady Gaga? Like (laughs) like that's her association with lady. She didn't like she didn't have because we've reclaimed that word in a way. But I still kind of hear that kind of like, act like a lady, Sarah, look like a lady. Like,
1: Do people, have people said that to you? Oh, I've definitely gotten that many, many times in life.
0: Only when I lived in the Middle East. <laughs> Actually, funnily enough. Um, I had a math teacher who, okay, he complained to, we had like a student teacher, what would you call it? Like a go-between person because it was a Lebanese school and there were a lot of Western kids there. It was an English-speaking school. And so our Lebanese math teacher had a problem with how some of the girls in the class were sitting, like literally. (laughs) Were
1: you not sitting very ladylike? Is that what you're saying? were sitting very ladylike.
0: (laughs) And this went down like a bag of hammers with me because even at 14 years old, I was like, yeah, there's no way that my pervy
1: like math teacher gets to tell me how to sit right see what so- i think i did not grow up in the middle east i grew up in the midwest and i mm-hmm. think i was also told that i did not sit very ladylike so it is a thing and yeah that would be weird if they called the sports like ladylike sports <laughs>
0: right and i i mean that's just kind of it's so yeah so obviously that's what the language connotes for some people but for other people they don't hear that so i do think that the ioc maybe should consider you know doing something that's across the board so that we don't have to have this conversation i do personally slightly prefer a woman but we should just call them
1: guys and gals the gals sports (laughs) the
0: gals snowboarding that sounds pretty good
1: So snowboarding, uh, I talked in my newsletter last week about Sean White. Well, I talked about Chloe Kim, but I also talked about Sean White's big win. And afterwards, a couple people did point out to me that I didn't mention fair, like it was a fair criticism, uh, his sexual harassment lawsuit, which he settled. Like he admitted to the detail. This isn't a. I was going to say this isn't an allegation, but obviously people are have alleged it, but he has admitted it. This isn't just like gossip. How much did he admit
0: to? Because I read a bit about that and it sounded pretty like strange. Like there was stuff about like fecal
1: matter and people having sex on dead bears. I guess we should like be clear about the details. So the details are that he... Did you know Sean White has a band? He uh, I, Oh, I did, yes. <laughs> yes. So his band, he hired a drummer, and she was a she, and the only girl I gather. And he kind of just, like, harassed her. Like, right? Like, sent her pictures of dicks and naked people and dead bear it was also like fecal matter and then he also tried to like grope her a few times I think and then like wouldn't pay her if she didn't like dress sexier like shit like that right so to be clear not just fecal matter like not just fecal matter but like
0: fecal matter in a sexual context like right which I will I don't know how that's a
1: thing so I was just gonna set that down there
0: (laughs) just like leave it out there yeah
1: right so he acknowledged the text messages and like that he didn't pay her like on time I don't know how much he acknowledged like some of the other things she said, but he's like acknowledged some of this and settled the lawsuit. Like it's settled. It's done. Obviously this wasn't mentioned on NBC's TV coverage, but in fairness to them, <laughs> they didn't mention the dead bears. They didn't the mention the dead out. bears. In fairness to them, I literally had not even, like I, it wasn't mentioned anywhere. I had not even heard of this until... Like his press conference, and a reporter asked him about it.
0: Yeah, I saw like a small article somewhere hidden in the depths of the internet. So
1: it's not like it was mainstream knowledge, and you can believe that if it was NBC, it's not that they would have mentioned it. They wouldn't have played him up as much, given the current climate. If they were aware that this was going to be an issue, they would have been aware. Like they would have shied away from that. So I don't one hundred percent blame them, but I do think it's a fair question to say, like, does that change how we view him? Does that like could we have understood these things about him could they have acknowledged it in the coverage and then also uh, like acknowledged he's like a crazy good athlete that final round of the men's half pipe was nuts like would we have still appreciated it can people be nuanced like shitty people but also amazing athletes because it's also not the worst thing anyone's ever done but it's like it is pretty bad you know what i mean it's not like he didn't like rape or kill anyone
0: yeah no i i see like i see both sides of this because i see i personally i don't think i ever expected sean white to be like a perfect human being and and the fact that he that there's i don't think you
1: need to even say perfect i don't think i expected him to be like a great person right that was like no i didn't have high
0: expectations (laughs) like hearing that he possibly sexually harassed someone is like okay (laughs) that's kind of expected but on the other side it's like just ignoring those things doesn't seem like i do think that people kind of often can't accept their heroes as being
1: flawed Oh, for sure. She's maybe like a fault in us and not so much in our TV coverage, right? Maybe NBC is giving us what what we deserve, what we've asked for. They're not giving us nuanced coverage because we couldn't handle it. That's my defense of NBC. Maybe. I can see on the Skype, Sarah, thinking about this.
0: I would would personally, if NBC is listening, love more nuanced coverage just gonna put that out there
1: well they really do try to package their superstars obviously like Mm -hmm. they pick them they package them and it turns out that one of those (laughs) rules in packaging a superstar is you know be attractive which this is like a complicated story bear with me for a second i found out that apparently the skiers are all wearing makeup because when the super g happened this snowboarder she's competing in snowboard and in super g and she surprise won the super g no one expected it it was totally out of nowhere and she was so shocked so surprised that she did her press conference in her ski goggles because she and this is a direct quote forgot to wear makeup because she (laughs) didn't she didn't think she'd be doing any press so she forgot to wear makeup And I, for a second, I was like, wait, the skiers are wearing makeup? And then I was like, what? And then I was like, well, of course they are. Like, have you seen an interview with Michaela Shiffrin or Lindsey Vonn or Chloe Kim? Like, nobody just looks like that after a ski run, right? Like, they are obviously. For sure. Like, in the Red Bull Lindsey Vonn book of how to become a sports superstar, there's a chapter titled, Be Attractive and Camera Ready, right? Like, that's just a fact. Wow. Okay, It kind of makes (laughs) me think of Iron Man,
0: and it sort of makes me laugh out loud, like where... We don't really have that option. Like, (laughs) no, like we can't make ourselves up before the swim and expect to get to the finish line without having like black blobs all over our faces. And I kind of like that.
1: You just need a better mascara sponsor.
0: (laughs) Maybe, maybe I just need to tint the old eyelashes. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it's not just them. Like, honestly, like, biathlon's a fucking crazy sport. They're going all out. And I was watching it, and it's really big in Europe. They're all, like, superstars in Europe. And some of those European girls, they looked better in the middle of their biathlon relay than I look on, like, a regular day. Like, they looked on point. And I got this... First time I ever got this argument was during the Women's World Cup because half the U.S. team is very much definitely not wearing makeup, and half of them, like, definitely are wearing mascara and light foundation because half of them are brand ambassadors you know want to be like ready for the camera they want to be a bigger superstar than just a female athlete because i think what it comes down to is we always want our superstars and idols to be attractive it's just what we accept as attractive for a male athlete is different than what we accept as attractive for a female athlete
0: yeah exactly so i like i don't personally love the idea of people feeling like they have to wear makeup to become a superstar it would be great if people felt that they had the choice to wear makeup or not wear makeup like the same choice that the men do I suppose so but I would never hold someone at fault for wearing makeup but at the same time it's like I don't know. It feels kind of like the opposite is true when you have a woman literally doing an interview with goggles on. And those things are like some huge ass freaking goggles.
1: Right. It's not like, it's not like subtle. (laughs) Like
0: that somehow wearing those things for an interview was like better than her natural face. Like what, what kind of world are we living in?
1: I think for me, the question comes down to all these athletes have worked so hard and they are going after, you know, the 1% difference or like in these ski races, you know, they win by hundreds of a second. And yet, and this is true in like track sprinters and like all other sports, it's not like we're singling out skiers. You know, they're wearing like giant necklaces, right? Like, is that not worth some amount? Like if we're sacrificing some amount of performance because our mascara got in our eye or our necklace like slowed us down or our, right? Mm Mm-hmm then we're we giving up some percentage of performance to look good doing it because that will come out in the end as making us a bigger star because like sports are really only entertainment at their core value. And are we not a better entertainer for that trade-off? And to me then it's like, we're giving up something for something else. Yeah,
0: I agree. I'd rather see it be more about performance and less about necklaces in your face or whatever.
1: <laughs> or let's just all lean all in and we should like all look good in tra- like in triathlon.
0: Just like naturally how we are. I feel like you and I are like leading the n- movement of being our natural self.
1: <laughs> For better or worse. <laughs> better no one has worse. ever shared a picture of me in from a triathlon and been like, well, she looks amazing. <laughs> <Right. laughs> like what? And then okay, makeup isn't the
0: only thing women have issues with while competing. The French ice dancing pair. Did you see that? Her Of course I saw that. And she was Going for a medal and her, well, they were going for a medal and her dress clasp. I guess they must like have their costumes tacked on somehow. And it came loose and like her nipple was out for the world to
1: see. I didn't actually see her nipple in all fairness, but I wasn't paying a hundred. But yeah.
0: Well, they <laughs> edited out really fast. Oh, did they? Well, right? it must be on like,
1: six-second delay. But I didn't see her nipple. Let's all just be clear. Don't all go and like try and find her nipple. But her, the clasp behind her neck did come undone. And she did spend like a good okay. portion of the short program like suddenly trying to like, keep hiking her dress up as she was skating and she wasn't the there was another skater this happened to too during the week like i remember seeing this on someone else also another girl she had to like hike her dress her like strap came right. off
0: but she wasn't going for a medal so it wasn't so high profile and it wasn't on nbc like nbc edited it out like so fast
1: you know what it made me think of though? There was this article, and we talked about this before in ESPN a few years ago about boobs and and female athletes and boobs. And it was called You Can Only Hope to Contain Them because we spend a huge amount of effort and time and thought and like focus and energy worrying about our boobs right like worrying that we're going to be a like real on sports center or that they're gonna pop out the girl the french girl even said afterward like that was my worst nightmare and you're like shit like that's your worst nightmare like i can think (laughs) of like worse things in ice skating i'm scared of right but it's also and we talked about this too from the espn article in the past like you and i have talked about it boobs are a performance issue too like each cup size is like 0.4 of a pound they like your nipple can travel up to like what is it 40 or 50 miles an hour. That's insane. And so it becomes like a hindrance. Mm -hmm.
0: That's crazy
1: to me. I don't know. Yeah,
0: it is crazy. And like bra technology is like a
1: big thing. Yeah. I mean, not for you or me, but for people out there. For people. For people out there.
0: For Okay, to be fair to this French... Ice dance skater, <laughs> she got a silver medal, right? Right, but
1: I th- they only lost by like less than a point to the sexy Canadian pair that has a secret baby. So if she hadn't been spending that time and energy worrying about her boobs, would they Boob. have won? Yeah, probably. Interesting. Yeah, I just I'm also kind of like
0: when I hear stories like that, I'm also I'm just sick and tired of like the over sexualization of boobs. <laughs> it's like we only we only see boobs when in like sexual environments or, you know, we don't see, like there are other cultures in which boobs are just like a regular thing that you see every day, right?
1: And if, if we- if I'm like actually like... okay with not seeing boobs every day. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> I'm not saying I wanna see boobs every
0: day. I'm just saying that if it wasn't, like if we saw boobs in other contexts, right? We might have a healthier feeling about breasts.
1: Do you have crazy stuff? Have you worried about your boob popping out? Has it slowed you down in a race?
0: You know, when I was training, like I didn't really have boobs to be fair. Right. So.
1: Which I also think is weird because it's not like logically, scientifically, women with bigger boobs are worse athletes. Like that doesn't biologically make sense, right? It's that from a young age, they've been discouraged. It was uncomfortable. They were told like when they ran, it looked, you know, not good. Like maybe they should try something else. Like they've been actively discouraged. Because of their boobs, I think that's also weird,
0: right? I, you know what I do have is I sometimes have like, I don't know, what we call it like nipple
1: qualms,
0: <laughs> like where, I, where I'm running. Okay, I'm running, and like you're wearing like just like a couple thin layers of cloth, right, instead of a regular bra. And then like I notice, like running, and I notice that a man walking his dog is just looking straight up because I'm like maybe I'm slightly cold or whatever, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like those things. Like I'm like, that's where I think that's where I'm coming from is I'm like, really? Like never seen a woman with nipples before. Like just walk along or like, why can't you just smile and say hi to me? Just staring straight
1: at my Here's nipples. my friend said this one time. I think it's amazing. You should just yell at him. Nope. I'm just storing a Skittle there. <laughs> <laughs> We would like to thank our
0: sponsors, Ask Kicker Inc. and Crave Jerky. You can support the podcast and get 20% off by using the code RIDING, that's R-I-D-I-N-G, at AskKickerInc, K.com. and Crave Jerky, Crave with a K, Com. If you don't already, follow us on all the social medias at If We Were Writing on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And make sure you subscribe to our feed on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. If We Were Writing is hosted by Kelly O'Mara and me, Sarah Gross. Our fabulous editor is Aaron Hamilton, and our social media coordinator is Helen Positor. My time. None of you people can tell me to stop this time, like the last time. You better get ready to race in the I'm ready top. to do this. Show you what the truth is. I step on the field, it's time to get real. I'm feeling so ruthless. Okay, so before we go, Kelly, this I guess month, I guess February 18th, Iron Man celebrated its fortieth anniversary.
1: Right. Like forty years ago, this past weekend, 15 people gathered at Waikiki Beach to do this. What do they call it? Unfathomable thing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There were some good quotes. And so 15 people started and 12 finished.
1: I think so. And it's unclear if any women started. No women finished. We know that. But we can't figure out if a woman started that first year.
0: So I have it from a good source that there might have been a woman who started. But I just heard it this morning. So I am going to check my source and report back.
1: There was definitely a woman that finished the second year, the only woman. In
0: 1979. Okay, so it's basically like the 39th anniversary of Iron Women. <laughs> and and 1979, Lynn Lemaire uh, was the first champion and she went 1255. But she was like a legit athlete. Like in 1976, she was the US national 40k time trial champion. And she went fifth overall out of I don't know oh yeah that year there was bad weather so 28 competitors started but only 15 finished and then Lynn went on to go to Harvard Law School so she was basically awesome